Welcome to the first episode ever of Off the Post Boston Sports, where we're going to talk all Boston, all sports, all the time. With your host, me, Brandon, and we'll dive right into the first episode about the Pats' loss last night. Um, still have a bad taste in my mouth about it. It was a 28-22 to loss to the Houston Texans. At Houston, the score is deceiving because we literally got manhandled and there was no answer to Deshaun Watson and that offense of the Houston Texans. So we'll start. Brady was 24 for 47 with 326 yards and three touchdowns and one pick. You look at those numbers, you're like, yeah, the completion percentage is down, but the yards and TDs are there. False. Those yards and those touchdowns came in garbage time when he was trying to make a comeback that just wasn't going to be there due to the fact that we could not make a stop on defense. The one pick came from something we're going to touch base on here in a little bit with the status of Nikhil Harry and his his impact so far and how it's been very MIA for the games that he has played. Um, the frustrating part, you turn on the TV, the Pats are 10-2, tied for the best record in the NFL. They do drop to the number two seed, which if you look at the overall standings, here's where the concerning part comes in. Not only do they drop to the two seed, which now puts them on the road, if they finish at two, puts them on the road for the AFC Championship game if they were to make it there. And I don't know about any of you, but I do not feel confident having to go back to Baltimore after already getting drugged in Baltimore. With Brady... And Belichick, I'll never say it can't happen because we looked at a team last year that was very skeptical and was like, hey, I don't think it, this team can make the playoffs. I don't even know if this team can win a Super Bowl. They will make the playoffs due to the division they play in, but can that team really go to Kansas City and win? And they did. So we could be looking at the same thing. But here's where the concerning part comes in with the standings that nobody is even speaking about. You had the Buffalo Bills at 9-3 and three right now. One game behind the New England Patriots for the division. If we slip up again against Kansas City, now granted the Buffalo Bills do have the Baltimore Ravens next week, which it's hard to say who we want to win that because then two weeks later we have to play a Saturday game against the Buffalo Bills, which could be for the division. But if we were to pull it off against Houston, then beat Baltimore, we're back in the number one seed with the bye week and home field. There's a lot of different scenarios, but the fact that we're looking at a Patriots team that cannot move the ball on offense due to the sole fact that Brady has no time in the pocket. He's having to hold on to the football more than anybody, more than he ever has in his entire career. And the fact that you turn on the TV, you listen to other podcasts, radio shows, anything, and all you're seeing, and it's underlined a hundred times, is, is this Brady declining? Let's step back and not talk about Brady's decline. Is he who he was 15 years ago? No, the man's in his 40s and playing football. He's not going to be the same way. Is he on the quote-unquote cliff? Absolutely not. Not even close. So the fact of the matter that they're looking at the offense and putting it on Brady, that's wrong. We can't run the football. For whatever reason, that O-line can't open up a hole for Sony Michelle. And I don't want to hear the people say that Sony Michelle is not a good running back. The man can make moves and he can lower his head and get a first down. But without a line that can open up a gap, I don't care who you have at running back. You're not going to be able to make yards. So the fact we can't run the ball 
Edelman had six catches, 106 yards, and a touchdown yesterday. Yeah, that's his go-to. But you double-team him, we're not going to put up enough points. James White, eight catches, 98 yards, and two touchdowns. The fact that your running back was the second, second in reception, or first in reception, second in yardage, and had the most TDs on the team is mind-boggling. You have Nikhil Harry, who played 22 snaps yesterday, targeted once. The one target, he didn't come back on a comeback route as hard as he should have, and it got picked. Now, I don't know if Brady's lost confidence in him already to where he doesn't want to go his way with the football, or if we're looking at what we saw with Ocho Cinco and we have a guy that can't figure out the playbook, doesn't understand the routes, doesn't understand the audibles, doesn't know how to to read the type of defense that Brady's reading. I get it, guys. He's a rookie. Understandable. The excuse that, he, oh, he's missed three to five games, all of that, those are excuses. You have a number one draft pick that is now healthy and for whatever reason is not getting targeted and is only playing 22 snaps in a ball game. What is the answer to that? All that comes to my mind, it can't be health because he's healthy. It can't be that he can't catch the football because we've clearly seen that he can. Does he understand the playbook? We've seen this before, guys, and you've heard from other players that in New England, it's different. It's hard. You've got to study. You've got to know what you're doing. Will he pick it up? Can he pick it up? Brady, in his press conference, says everybody's working hard, getting better and better. That's your typical answer that Brady's going to give. That way he doesn't give the media anything that they can use against him. Our O-line is depleted. Uh, We miss our center Andrews more than ever. Brady doesn't have time. Do I think we can turn it around? Yes. I'm so sick of the decline that this is the worst Patriots team I've ever seen. We are sitting at 10-2. When the Baltimore Ravens lost to the Cleveland Browns, granted it was week four, nothing was ever said about that. When the Cowboys lost to the Jets, it wasn't as Dak Prescott a bad quarterback. It was, hey, what's Jerry Jones going to do to the coach? And that's it. But when New England loses, it's like a giant blow to the face. And why they're falling off the cliff and why they won't get it done. Keep doubting them because there is still a great possibility they'll come back. Grant, we have the Kansas City Chiefs this Sunday at 425. We have a Kansas City Chiefs team that we snuck out of Arrowhead last year and went to the Super Bowl. They're coming back with the same team. They added LaShawn McCoy. Everybody's healthy against a very solid New England defense that has struggled once again against a running quarterback, which to me, you can say Mahomes is a pocket passer, but at the same time, he's got the legs to make things. Nick Saban and Bill Belichick are the two best coaches ever in college and the NFL, and they came from working together originally. Neither one of them have been good against running quarterbacks their entire career. I don't want to give a prediction about this Sunday. I think it's going to be a tough game. It is in Foxborough where we always play great at home. And the fact that we're coming off of a loss, I will see them hungry and the defense will play great. But once again, we're back at the question, will the offense be able to make moves and score points to win that type of football game? So that's what I've got to say about the patch right now. 
If we had to move over into the Boston Bruins, this is an amazing start to the season. One of the best that we've ever seen for this organization. I go to say everybody talks about the Stanley Cup hangover for teams that win the Cup. I think the Bruins have Game 7 on their taste buds and in their mind on a daily basis. You come 60 minutes away from holding the Cup up in front of your own fan base and winning the Stanley Cup, one of the hardest trophies to win in all of sports. And you're starting the season like you are now, tied for the most points or most wins in the NHL with the Capitals, who also have a game in hand. You're 11-0-4 at home. You're 8-3-1 on the road. And you're 8-0-2 in your last 10 games. That's unheard of. And the fact that this isn't just a hot streak. This team looks different than what we've seen in the past where a team gets hot and then cools off. They're not cooling off. David Pasternak is on another level right now. Hands down, 25 goals, dominating the NHL, coming through when we need a goal, playing phenomenal hockey. You have Halak and Rask, who Bruce Cassidy is a genius by alternating these guys. Every other night, you're keeping them fresh. They look good. Even Halak, who didn't get practice the other day, comes out, wins a, wins a hockey game. It's just it's unbelievable. You had David Backus come back from that scary hit that I really think caused him a lot of mental emotion and get a power play goal the other night. He didn't look the same at first. I still think a lot of it is in his head about that hit. I don't know what was so significant about it that that scared him, but he was not the same. The fact that he had been practicing and had full contact for over a week but still hadn't gotten to the game, I think there was a lot of mental stuff going on there. We are on a huge win streak. We have the next three games at home that aren't going to be easy. You have a hot Carolina Hurricanes coming in town. Then you got a really horrible Blackhawks team. And then you have the Colorado Avalanche, who have only lost eight in regulation this season. We're 19-3-5. The Avalanche are 16-8-2. That's going to be another huge matchup. The thing that I've liked over the last few games, when the hot streak started at the beginning of the year, we all said it and we all talked about it on a day-to-day basis that the top line was the only team or the only line scoring and there's no way we're going to sustain that all season and we needed help from the other lines. We're getting it. DeBrus pumped one in the other night. Coyle's playing great hockey. And our defense has to be one of the best core defenses in the league. Char is racking all the minutes that he racks like he always has, but he's not turning the puck over like he used to. He's skating fast and doesn't look tired. I don't see this team slowing down at all. And the fact that we always hear it's early in the season, it's early in the season, whenever you look at somebody's record, I don't care how early it is in the season. When you're getting wins and you're stacking points up against others who aren't getting wins, then yes, it does matter. We're a quarter of the way into the season, and we're on fire. When other teams are winning or losing, and it's this early in the season, and they talk about, well, they'll make changes, that's fine. But when we do hit a skid, and we do go on a, a three and five, three wins, five losses in eight games type thing, that's not going to kill us like a lot of these other teams. 
We've got a total of 43 points right now. The next closest team to us is Florida with 31. We have a 12-point lead, folks. That's six full games in hockey in the division lead. The Toronto Maple Leafs are sitting at 30 points in third. The Tampa Bay Lightning are all the way down with at 12-9-3. Ever since Yeiserman left as GM and went back to Detroit, whatever's changed in that front office has to be drastic because that went from a core team that was projected to win the Atlantic to a team that might not even make the playoffs. Buffalo's done what they always do. They started off fresh, and now they're backing down on a cold streak. They're 3-4-3 three, and three in their last 10. They just won their last game in overtime. They play tonight. But we've got seven in a row. People are getting healthy. We also, we haven't had Bergeron. Um, there's guys that haven't been playing, and we still continue to win. It goes back to the Patriots' old saying of next man up, and it's actually working. And I've heard people say the workload management can't work in the NHL like it does baseball. I truly believe it does. Bergeron reaggravated his groin the other day. Why not give him a few days off, three games, a week, whatever? If you continue to win, I mean, we've got a point differential of 34 points, the highest in the NHL right now. That's great. And our star center is sitting on the bench or in the locker room or at home, wherever he is. It is great to watch what this Bruins team is doing after making it all the way to Game 7 and losing. They don't want to experience defeat again. And you can tell by the numbers. Undefeated in regulation. We haven't lost in regulation since Game 7 of the Stanley Cup last year. They don't want to get back into that again. That sour taste in their mouth is going to sit there and it's going to sit there the entire season. But it will drive them drive them back into the playoffs and able to make a deep, deep run. A team that scares me is Florida. Granted, they're 12 games back or 12 points back. That doesn't matter when you get into the playoffs. It's game by game at that point. They're young and they're hungry. The Capitals are doing what the Capitals do. They're winning. They're fast. They hit hard. And guys, we've only beat them once in the last 15 or 16 games. That's a team you don't want to run into. The fact of the matter that us going to the Stanley Cup last year, I will say it, and some of you will not like this, it was a fluke. Tampa Bay got swept. That put us against the Columbus Blue Jackets, who we matched up well against, and we were able to win. Then what happens? Then you're supposed to go play Washington, and they would have home ice advantage. Wait a second. They got beat by the Carolina Hurricane? And then we sweep them. It was lined up for us to go all the way through. Granted, we went to game seven against the Maple Leafs. That happens every year. I wouldn't be surprised if it happens again this year, just because. For whatever reason, we play the Maple Leafs. We play them in the first round. We sweep them. Or we don't sweep them. We go to game seven every single time. That's the way it is, and I think it's going to be that way for a very long time. So for any Maple Leafs fan that's on here, which I doubt you are because it's a Boston podcast, I'm sorry for you guys. I would love to send you a Christmas card that says, I feel bad for you. But things aren't going to change for you guys anytime soon. So the fact that we're playing hockey like we are gives me confidence we can play a team like Washington. We can play a team like Florida. 
Uh, Toronto, again, that we always see. Even a Carolina, we'll see tomorrow. That's not going to be an easy game. But I feel confident in being able to play a seven-game series against any of these teams. If you would have asked me last year how I felt about playing Tampa in the second round if we were going to, I would have said we're in trouble. If you asked me if we were going to be able to beat the Washington Capitals to go to the Stanley Cup, I would have told you no. But once again, this is a different hockey team, and I really believe this is going to be a strong season for us. Um, The reason this podcast even got started, I have to give a shout out. If you have a Facebook, go to the Boston Bruins fan page follow it. We do live uh, intermissions, pre-game and post-game analysis of how we feel it went. There's a lot of interactions from the fan base. Uh, If you can, go to Off the Post Boston Sports on Instagram. Follow, like, comment, everything. We will be talking about Celtics. Uh, We will be talking about the Red Sox. There's not a whole lot going on right now. Uh, The Red Sox will be using their tender for Jackie Bradley Jr. And the Celtics are playing good basketball right now. Not a whole lot to go into there, um, but I will start diving in more. But I want to thank all the fans that have allowed me to even start this. This is my very first podcast ever, so I hope you guys enjoy it. It's not that long, not a whole lot of detail. Volume quality, I hope, is good for you guys. Please provide me any feedback that you can. Love it, hate it, change stuff, add stuff, bring people on. Uh, Be willing to do whatever I can, but without you guys, this wouldn't even be possible. Uh, We do have a sponsor that is going to be sponsoring the podcast. We will be releasing that in the next couple weeks. Hopefully have him on here to talk about his company and his product and do some giveaways for you guys. But that's what we've got right now. Pat's got a big game coming up Sunday. Against the Chiefs, we need a win. Bruins get three more home games. See if they can extend that win streak, win streak to eight starting tomorrow. And I thank all you guys for listening, subscribing, liking, commenting, everything. So as always, it's off the post, Boston sports, all sports, all Boston, all the time. Thank you guys. And episode two will be out shortly. Appreciate it. Go Boston.